Happy holidays. You know, it's that holiday time of year again. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. Today we're going to talk about what should you be doing as an Airbnb host during the holiday time to make sure you get the best possible reviews from your guests. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarran, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. So should you be running around at this time of year and putting up Christmas trees in all your properties? Should you be stringing garland and making it all festive and decorative and lights and cameras and all kinds of fun stuff? You know, I talk to a lot of Airbnb hosts and some of them are like, you know what, I don't have the time or the energy or the desire to run around putting up a bunch of stuff that might not even be desired by my guests. And then there's other people who say, oh my God, I have 47 properties and I hire somebody to put up 47 Christmas trees because at this time of the year, people expect that. They expect that they're going to find a nice, festive, happily decorated situation. Well, that's a really great question, right? Because Christmas in itself, it's almost like a controversial holiday all of a sudden, right? You can't just say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, or maybe that's back in style. I don't know. But basically, not everybody, the reality is not everybody celebrates Christmas. And if I don't celebrate Christmas, am I going to want to be inundated in a space where I am going to have a vacation when I've already been inundated by every store I've been into since before Halloween? Well, this is sort of your decision, of course, right? If you feel really strongly one way or the other, then just go with your instinct. But for me, what I like to do is I like to decorate in a way that's, first of all, doesn't need to be removed on January 1st. And second of all, still gives that nice, happy, festive feeling, especially like all my properties are in cold weather places. So when it's cold outside, you kind of want lights inside. So I always hang some, just like some little fairy lights, not like Christmas colors, but just like white lights, something that brings some feeling of warmth into the space. I'll put, and I'll put snow people around, little snow people all over the place. And those are good, like right up till April, you can really keep those snow people around. So if that's applicable to you, I mean, maybe Florida, you don't want to have snow people out, but it's wintertime in a lot of the country, in a lot of the world. And people like to celebrate that, I think. If you're going out somewhere, it's not a bad thing to see a cute little snow person perched on a shelf someplace. So you might say, what about the extra work and expense of doing that sort of decorating? Sure, it is a little extra work and expense to do this type of decorating. But really, let's say, you know, forget Christmas time, New Year's Eve. What about Valentine's Day? If you're staying at an Airbnb on Valentine's Day, there's a pretty good chance that you're celebrating Valentine's Day. Even if you're just celebrating it with a group of your girlfriends or boyfriends and you're just doing it you know, you're not in a partnership, but you're still celebrating the whole situation of, of Valentine's Day. Wouldn't it be wonderful to get to that Airbnb, open the fridge and find a bottle of champagne or to find some chocolates or to find, you know, some kind of red bags or right something that's just a little bit more fun. And that's what separates the super host that has five star reviews all over the place from just the average person who's just getting okay reviews and doing okay. 
Superhost go the extra mile. I mean, there are how many thousands of tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people advertising their spaces on Airbnb. What is going to make yours be set apart? I would even go so far as to take a picture of the decorations, whatever you put up, and put them in the profile so that people know, if I'm going to stay in this place, look, they've got little fairy lights around. And they see in that picture, oh, they've got little fairy lights, or oh, they have red hearts, or there's a picture of a bottle of champagne, or there's bubble bath, or there's something that's going to make my experience special during this special time of year. That brings us to the next question is, should you charge a premium during holiday time? Or perhaps have a minimum stay? I guess for me, I'd prefer, I like to have a minimum stay. Most people aren't just having to get away for the weekend. And when you, as soon as you take a booking, right, for that day, because that's the day, that's the special day. Like you might not want to have a, a minimum booking for your whole, for the whole winter or for the whole summer, but you might during just these holiday times when once somebody books a two-day rental, you're now not open to somebody who wants to rent for a week. So a good compromise is to make like a four or a five-day minimum. If you do that, in advance, you know, if it's like the month before or even a couple weeks before and you haven't got booked yet, no problem. You can just remove the, you can just remove that minimum stay and your place is likely to get swept right up. Keeping with the whole holiday theme and winter theme, what happens, what do you do to deal with wintry weather? If you live in a part of the country where the weather is going to be cold and it's going to potentially could snow or be freezing conditions while you have people staying in your space, even if you live someplace, even if your property is someplace where they don't normally have a lot of wintry weather, like say Texas, just in case, right? Texas does have ice storms. Tennessee does get snow sometimes. So there are parts of the country where it's not normal to have that kind of weather. So you might not really think about it or want to think about it, but you kind of need to because you've got a guest who's there from Chile, and they have no idea what to do with the snow. So you've got some, you know, snow and ice melt. You've got some little shovel or a, a scraper for their car. Like they might have a rental car, right, that doesn't have the proper equipment for them to clear the car in bad weather. And also think about your own house. Could pipes freeze? Could there be a situation where guests don't know what to do when they leave the property? You've probably heard me tell the story of these crazy people who shut the heat off in sub-zero Fahrenheit temperatures when they checked out of the place. So what can you do to make sure those sorts of things don't happen? Maybe it's a programmable thermostat, a Wi-Fi thermostat that's going to alert you that the room temperature has fallen below a certain point. What other things can you do to make it great, not just for your guests, but for you? Do you have somebody who's going to come and shovel the stairs for people? What happens if your place is vacant for a week and you have a huge snowstorm? Are they even going to be able to get in? I've had this happen where no one came to shovel the steps and there was a foot of snow that had then got iced over. You couldn't even get the door open to get the shovel that was just inside the door. So think about leaving some things outside. Think about paying a neighbor perhaps just to make sure that you, the people can always get into the home or put a shovel outside in a little shed and let people know that it's there. What happens if you lose power? Is there a generator? Is there a wood stove? Is there some way for people to stay warm and safe in the case you have candles everywhere? What will people do if there is some sort of emergency weather? I saw this 
radio that's great for emergencies. You can charge it normally with a with a normal outlet. You can put batteries in it, but you can also charge it with the sun and by cranking it. And it gets the NOAA weather station channel so that if there is some sort of severe weather, people will know what's going on if they can't get the cable to come on and they can't get their cell phone to work or something because of whatever reason. Also, you can have those little bricks, you know, those chargers that you can use in case the power goes out and they're not able to charge their phone. Just put yourself into the place of a person who's staying in a strange place, a strange home, possibly even a strange country, and all of a sudden now there's severe weather and there's no power or they just don't know what to do. Leave great notes for people. Leave great information. You know, have a page in your physical guest book that tells people, here is where the candles are. This is what you can do. This is how you turn on the generator. This is how you reach the emergency providers, right? Here's the fire department and the police department and the ambulance phone numbers in case you can't look it up on your phone, right? Imagine that there's no service. So those sorts of things. What else can you do to prepare your home for bad weather? What does your home look like? Do you need, what do you need? Do you have great handrails so that if people, if it's really icy that people can hold on, you know, like sometimes contractors use like a two by four to make a handrail and you can't get your hand on it. So you need something that's got a good, that you're able to grip with your mittens while you're trying to hold on and pull yourself up the slippery staircase. So quick episode today, I just wanted to get you thinking about what you should and could do during the holidays to make things special for your guests and safe for your guests in case of extreme weather conditions. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week with some more great somethings. Oh, actually, I think we might have a guest next week, so tune in. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.